welcome to Boo Crew Case Files. I'm your host, Bree Schroeder. Joining me today is Katrina. Hello. So we are live, but not live, if you will, Katrina. We are trying to recreate or at least be part of an experience um, with what's about to actually happen here in the next couple minutes. Do you have any idea what this is? I have no idea. Please do enlighten me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you asked. <laughs> One of the greatest disasters occurred in Spokane on September 6th, 1890. Located at what is now the intersection of Division and Sprague in downtown Spokane, a crew of men worked to clear rock to make way for the Northern Pacific freight yards. An article for the Spokesman Review from April 15th, 2010, recounts previous press reports of the events. The exact number of railroad workers who died on the rock cutter that day was never precisely determined, but 24 were accounted for and two presumed dead at what was the construction site of the Northern Pacific Railway Freight Yards. Late in the afternoon, dynamite charges were put into place, as was customary, as scheduled to go off at 6 p.m. after grading crews had left for the day. But that day, more than 200 pounds of dynamite exploded prematurely, blowing apart several men and burying the rest under 400 to 500 cubic yards of pulverized rock. It happened at 5.40. The Spokane Falls Review printed on September 7th, Many are dead. Initial reports were there were 35 victims, 8 bodies had been located, and 27 were still missing. It's 132 years later. I am with Katrina now at the intersection of Division and Sprague, which is quite notorious for traffic accidents, but that's a different podcast. It is now just about 5.40 on September 6th, and I'm interested to see exactly what we can capture as we turn on the Phasma box. It's just about to turn 540. And it landed. I almost expected an explosion. I, I kind of expected something, maybe a little bit of chaotic words or screaming or something. The ground didn't even shake. How disappointing. Are there any workers from 1890 here? It almost sounded like something about a fire. I heard something, but I couldn't
How did you die? I think you were the Were you clearing rock for the freight yard? <laughs> Project contractor. What was the name of the foreman? Can anyone tell us about the explosion that happened in 1890? All four. So like you say, all four? Yeah. All four what? residual where they're looking for workers? It could be. Well, a really good That's a really good almost sound like it said reason. Yeah. Can you tell us your name please? Are they here? And then somebody else kind of like quietly respond. Yeah, I thought I heard. Is anyone here? Betrayed. Betrayed? Is anyone here with us from the explosion that happened? It's only. I thought I heard it's only. Oh. 
what happened in 1890 right here. Just before. Right. Yeah, the detail. I bet it was quite scary when the uh, 200 pounds of explosions went off. Where did most of the crew live? Where were you when the explosion happened? Were you really close to the explosion? Where's James and Joseph? Does anyone want to talk about the explosion of 1890? That male voice said something. What are you talking about? Did that just say explosion? It kind of sounded like that, yeah. Was there an explosion here? What are you looking for? Did you hear the male say something about looking? I heard overcame. Maybe that's it. And then so no, so. no so. And then I thought there was something else that was said on top of it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't pick it to up. To really. To really. Who is here speaking with us? What year is it? Thought is it eighteen ninety? I heard something. I heard a, a response. Can you tell us what year it is again? 
Anybody have any messages or any comments about the explosion? Is this area in chaos because of the explosion? And the whole All right, I'm going to go ahead and turn this off. Any final comments or messages? Alright, so that is the deadly disaster that occurred September 6th, 1890, at the intersection of what is now known as Division and Sprague in downtown Spokane. Uh, I did kind of rush through sharing the story, Katrina, and I apologize. I, I skipped over uh, kind of what would be a vital part to know about the workers um, because I realized that we were moments away from what could have been the explosion. I just really wanted to see if we would capture the residual boom or anything. So would you like to hear the rest of the story? Of course I would. <laughs> Little backwards, That's why I'm here. <laughs> little backwards boo crew case files here, if you will. Uh, so uh, most of the men who died were immigrants of Austria, Hungary, Italy, and elsewhere. Living in a poor area of Spokane, what is known as Shantytown back in that period. The project contractor, Smith and Howell, uh, they paid for the burial of those men because the family really didn't exist for them to attend the funeral or to really pay for any burials. Um, there were no individual headstones purchased for the men, but there's one monument for all 15 of the men who are buried in a mass grave at Greenwood Memorial Terrace in Spokane, and that stands today for those men who perished on the dreadful day in 1890. Uh, two of the names for sure that I called out when asking questions James McPherson and Joseph Ray. Uh, James was the foreman, and if I recall correctly, Joseph was the one that was packing the blasting powder. Whew. Gosh, can you just imagine one misstep and all was lost? I mean, really, I can't even imagine what it would have looked like placing the dynamite charges, knowing that in a few minutes the crowns would be clear, but all of a sudden just... It all had that trickle effect and exploded. There was a previous moment where I had gone to Greenwood Memorial Terrace and tried to 
do a little scouting to see if there was anything around the headstone or around that memorial site. And I did capture an interesting piece when I asked who was the foreman. Uh, so I'll, I'll go ahead and play that clip here. Who was the foreman that day? Quite interesting about the fact that, you know, when asking who was the foreman, it responded with, I was. Uh, I was looking for a name. The voice gave me an acknowledgement to the question, whether it was James McPherson or just something answering on his behalf. I don't know, but it was interesting nonetheless. So, I find that it was very interesting as well. It's I thought so. to have. It's always good to have things that tie together over a span of time. Well, it's interesting when I go out sometimes and I'll do some of these scoutings at locations or if I go to a headstone and I'm telling the story or trying to communicate and get responses and you get some weird acknowledgement like in this case, who was the foreman? I thought I'd get a James or somebody would say James and, and I get I was. That's not exactly what I was going for, but I mean, that, that, that was my takeaway is that I got a response. Yeah, sometimes you got to take what you get with these spirits. <laughs> you can't always get a response on command, and when you do, um, it's quite interesting. Katrina, thank you so much for joining me here, the story of the deadly disaster. Thanks for having me. It was a very interesting story. <laughs> Definitely uh, one in history as far as uh, the greatest disaster in Spokane. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Boo Crew Case Files. Again, I am Bree Schroeder, your host. Uh, join me as we explore more haunted Spokane history, as well as St. Ignatius patient, doctor, and nurse's files.